0: Hello and welcome to A Very Full Plate, the podcast where we're all about real food talk with real parents. Your hosts for today are Amy, a natural food chef and mom of two, and Emily, a professional home organizer and mom of three.
1: Take it away, ladies.
0: Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us. I'm your co-host, Amy. I turn parents into kitchen ninjas to help them feed their families healthy food more often. I'm all about balance, real life, and having fun in the kitchen. You can find me at
2: cookingwithafullplate.com and my Facebook page of the same name. Hey guys, this is Emily. I'm a professional organizer who helps my clients simplify their lives so that they can experience harmony in their homes again. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram or visit hallharmonyhomes.com. Come along with us while we celebrate our small victories and laugh at our challenges. And thank you so much for listening.
0: Emily for this episode. I'm so excited to introduce everyone to Melissa Rhonda. She is another online friend that I've made. And I say another because, you know, you're my online friend too. So I'm super grateful for the internet. And what is so fantastic about Melissa is that she works with women who are looking to lose weight through her company called The Honest Way. She's a mom herself and she's lost a bunch of weight over the past few years and is now helping other people implement realistic whole food based strategies and has so much to share around just how she does that at home and how she keeps things really simple. And I think people are going to love hearing from her because her approach is just so realistic.
2: Yeah, I loved her charisma. And hearing her story is very inspiring. Sometimes I think it's easier for some of us who haven't had a major health issue or, or a long journey to kind of stick with the healthy eating or stick with our plan. And for somebody like her who has come a long way and has decided to change other people's lives so that they can be better off is, it's just really inspiring. And it just goes to show that anybody can do something if they really set their mind to it.
0: Yeah, one of the things I loved that she talked about that was so like, to me, I was like, oh my gosh, Emily is going to love this. And I think our listeners are going to love it too, is just this idea of the power of giving yourself grace, not just when it comes to eating well, but also when it comes to eating well.
2: Yeah, I think grace has become a major theme in all of our discussions. Also, she really pinpointed something that I didn't realize was a skill, which was, um, I'll kind of tease it out having to do with the ability to wax and wane with your health and your choices um, versus someone who is just highly, highly disciplined with their choices. And I can't wait for people to understand what that means when they listen.
0: Yeah, I love that point. And before we fangirl on everything Melissa said and give the whole interview away, let's go ahead and dive in with Melissa Rhonda from The Honest Way. So welcome, Melissa. Hi, thank you so much, Amy. Thanks for being here today. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much. So I know I just gave an intro for you, but Melissa, would you mind just starting this off with a little bit of background about who you are, what you do, where you live, who lives in your house, those kinds of things.
1: Yeah, I'll give you the whole rundown. So um, I help busy women get healthy food on the table fast. So I'm really passionate about nutrition that's obtainable. Um, and I am a certified nutritionist and in my house, uh, we have a blended family. Uh, my husband and I have, uh, five children total and two of them are vegetarians. And so, uh, our house, what it looks like when we eat, that's such an interesting, <laughs> that's that is so funny when you think about that. Um, so there's a lot that really goes into that and a lot of planning as well. So it's a, it's a busy, busy house and I'm really blessed to have all that going on. So that was like a million questions in one and I'm like, what? I don't know. <laughs> you got it. So you have
0: the, so you and your husband, and then there are five kids. What's the
1: rundown of ages? Oh uh, well, that's really nice, Amy. Because they're they're like sixteen to eleven. Okay, so okay. they hang out with each other. Yeah. You know, it's really nice. So we don't have any in that like toddler, you know, throwing food stage. Um, so. For that, we're certainly blessed. It's it's easy, and they're helpful so as well.
0: Well, you've been through the toddler throwing food stage. It's not like you just magically get. To the-
1: I know I've survived it, and I deserve an award for that. Let me tell you, it's so I really love children at the age they are right now. It's really fun uh, seeing that independence in them.
0: I, so, I'm so excited to explore that a little bit with you today because we have mostly talked and Emily and I are both in the thick of that, like baby and toddler age yeah. or, and, yeah. and Emily's are, I, I don't remember all their ages. One just turned, the youngest just turned two.
1: Oh um, yeah.
0: So yeah. So you're giving us hope.
1: There's you know? so much hope ladies, so much hope. And, um, you know, there's so much fun in that the young age, like I really enjoyed when my children were six months old and I could start like feeding them little bits of food. And then, you know, when they have the finger food and the little sweet potato nuggets and all of it, and that is so much fun, but it's like your house just gets destroyed. You know, they just throw things. And, and, and so, so it's really a, a newfound sense of, um, I don't know. There's something really nice about when your kids get older. I'll tell you, girls. Yeah. It's, it's I like love a it. I, I'm, bring it.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad for your perspective on this. I literally still have food on the floor from like four days ago that <laughs> <about, laughs> my one year old threw down. So, yes to, it, to the house situation. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. So, before we dive any more into like the family specific stuff, you have just such a fascinating health journey that you yourself have been on. And I think a lot of the parents listening in will identify this, identify with this idea of like, you're a parent, but you're also your own person who has your own goals and your own struggles and things that you're pursuing. And I was wondering if to start us off formally, you could dive a little bit into your own personal health journey and the story of kind of what you've been on for the past, I think, five-ish years.
1: Yeah, something like that. I think I lost count uh, (laughs) because it's really been a lifelong journey. Uh, I spent the majority of my life obese and as a young child, Um, You know, I, I love to share this story. I went to my first Weight Watchers meeting when I was um, six weeks old. And my mother held me up in front of the Weight Watchers uh, meeting and, and the, the woman said, ladies, of course, it's full of women, right? In 1979 ladies, you could lose this entire baby, you know, and at the time I was a very chunky baby. So I was like probably 12 or 15 pounds and they were just representing, you know, just, just weight in general. But so like I had spent the, so much of my life in this whole diet thing. And, and then I, and I would also watch my mother devour entire bags of potato chips. So, so between that and then, my my father was obese, and really the the way that we bonded the most, that daddy daughter time was really around food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had so many kind of you know, and it's not it's not their parents' fault. That's one thing I learned as I get older is like parents are people too, right? And we're all just trying to figure our way. But I was watching my parents. Um, with really unhealthy behaviors around food,
0: yeah, and
1: so I became obese, and 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 I really struggled with that. I, I used food to make myself feel better, and I struggled for a very long time because when you learn that stuff in your formative years, it is just like it's just so in you, you know. Um, and I had so I tried every single diet, and I just had such a, a very unhealthy dose of denial and so I thought it was that I needed to do a cleanse or or, or these pills I you know I didn't have a life do you remember that I do yeah. I had yeah. did it and that was when they had like like illegal things in them yeah. I remember yeah. they were banned yeah and so like my, my heart, grandma used to take Fenfen. oh
0: my gosh I fen-fen. so I like, do I I identify with a lot of this because this has been the story of so much of my family's life as well is like constant cycles of dieting and different programs that they're on. And you never know what someone's doing and gosh, I love them to death, but it is really hard to watch people just constantly struggling against this thing that they feel guilt and shame and shoulds around. Mm -hmm. Um, and continuously, like, trying and falling off and trying again, it's it's hard.
1: It is. It's really hard. And it sets a cycle in your brain, you know, that, um, well, I'll just give it a whirl. Like, everything's just, I'll just give it a whirl. You know, it's never. So when you don't succeed at it, you're kind of just, you just done. You know, um, you're used to um, really not seeing yourself set up to do something, do it and then feel that reward of completing something. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: almost like you get this like self-protective mm-hmm. yeah, attitude and I I would imagine that that translates to other parts of your life too, right? Like that it doesn't just get confined.
1: Everything, which really brings me to like the second part of my journey. I had tried all that stuff and um and my husband and I got married and um, I didn't want to order one of our wedding photos. I, d- I don't know what happened because it's just before the wedding. I had a terrible job. I had gotten even larger. Most women diet down for the wedding, but I was just like in so much denial until I saw the wedding photos and I didn't want to order one of them. And I was just so, so big. I remember feeling very hot and mm-hmm. very um miserable that day and very aware of my body in a negative way. Um, But I didn't really know that I was that large. And um so after I had seen the photos um and realized that I don't have documentation of this beautiful day because of this, um I decided that I was just going to make some healthy choices. Like I just I just wanted to go to the gym. And then maybe I would just like eat right. Like I I didn't turn it into like this whole diet thing. But what I ended up learning in the gym was, and this may sound corny, but when you are pushing yourself and let's say you're like, okay, I'm going to do 12. I'm going to do a set of 12. And you're, say you're doing bicep curls and you get to 10 and you don't think you can do anymore, but then you do 11 and then you do 12 what happens is you 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 retrain your brain that you can do you can't trust what it's saying to you all the time yeah so i think that that's i know i know i don't want to put like a limiting word on it like that i know that that has helped me grow a business i know that has helped me be a better mother it's helped me do a lot of things because i used to say oh that hurts i, I stop yeah. you know "Oop, i'm hungry i eat like any sort of feeling, um, I had, I would just stop that feeling. Um, but when you learn to power through that pain, because you, you go, yes, that felt so good. That now becomes your new, like healthy addiction.
0: Totally. And I want to pause on that. Cause I think that there's so much there around, um, training your brain differently mm-hmm. and, this idea of like you can do hard things and when you do hard things these these other things happen right like it's not just like I did a hard thing it's like I did a hard thing over and over and over again and then I got stronger and I lifted heavier weights the next time and it's it's part of the reason that I am like so passionate about strength training for women which is not a topic we've broached here before but I'm sure will many times is just this idea that like it's not just you know, walking lightly, which is great if that's your form of exercise, but that there's also this like mental piece to lifting up stuff that's heavier than you ever thought you could lift.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such an an adrenaline rush. Yeah. Um, it feels so good, but, but then after you, you, your body, you feel so much more alive and I really can see the correlation between that and eating healthy food. Or, you know, setting out and saying, you know what, today, just today, I'm going to make some healthy choices and put healthy food in my house for myself and my family. And then when you lay your head on your pillow at night, you, can, you feel a sense of pride. And, I, and, and that's that same pride that I think that you get from strength training or doing any hard thing. Yeah. But so many of us deprive ourselves of that because whether we're just fearful of, uh, of of trying and failing, or fearful of what other people might think, but that uh, that's the good stuff. Yeah, like that that feeling you get of anything like, oh my gosh, I can do amazing things. You know, right?
0: That's where the growth happens, right? Yeah, for so sure. Something that is is what I'm really passionate about when it comes to healthy eating, which this is, which is this idea of not going all in on all or nothing, but just simply saying like today I'm going to do a little bit better. So I would love to dig more in with you around what you think the difference was from going all in on these like cleanses and diets and pills that you had done in the past. And what was different with making it stick and just, taking one step at a time this last time you decided to dedicate yourself to getting healthier?
1: That's such a great question. Wow. Um, so I think the answer is grace. I think, I think often, and, and, and I heard this um, with one-on-one coaching, we will come up with a laundry list of reasons as to why we don't really want the thing that we said that we wanted. Mm-hmm. Like when things get really hard, we, we go, well, you know, I got really busy and I didn't have time and blah, blah, blah. But when you can just say, all right, you, you screwed up. You had pizza last night and that wasn't the plan, but I'm putting a line in the sand and, you know, not even the next day, the next meal is a new opportunity. You then take away that ability to just give up on yourself. Yes. Because when you do all or nothing, yes, you can get results. But I challenge people who do all or nothing to in eight months have a piece of cake at a birthday party. They are going to go off the rails. I hope that they don't, but they have that home, those skills of, dusting themselves off and starting over again. Yeah. Because you and I talk about that a lot. Like it doesn't have to be good, better, best. Like we do not need to have perfect food all of the time. That's not what this is about.
0: You're taking the words out of my mouth, which is why I I didn't have anything to say. I'm like, gosh, she said it better than I can say it, but it's so true. And I think for the parents who are listening, this is a really important piece, not just for them individually, but for kids too, which is Wrapping our heads around this idea that you're not always going to be perfect, but that doesn't mean you can't be good. And that probably applies to way more than food, but I'm only qualified to talk about the food part of things. And for me, it, it feels so important because I want to live a life where we can go out and we can have fun and we can be indulgent and we can get ice cream when we're on vacation and we can do all of these things. But that doesn't mean that now we are the family that like only eats sugar at every meal, right? Or that always has to have dessert. And that's something that's important, not just for me, but for me as a mom to teach my kids that these are yeah. treats and we enjoy them and we don't have guilt around them. And we like fully immerse ourselves in the experience. I often call it intentional indulgence. Like we decided to have this and we enjoyed it and it was fantastic. And now we're going to go eat some vegetables because that's what we do also.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, I watched my mom feel like she never really had control over her food choices because she, she's binging and then, and then she's doing Weight Watchers, but she's doing nothing that's, it's one or the other. Right. So the best gift I can give my children is exactly what you just said. So we do go, do you have Dairy Queen by you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we go to Dairy Queen, um, and they have minis, which are nice. They're really small. Um, so then sometimes the kids will get the minis or a small, they don't need any bigger than that. But for yeah. myself, Every single time I take my kids, I get myself a mini cone or a small cone. Like I don't go crazy with all this stuff. But those are the kinds of things that when you are on these other restrictive diets, you are missing out on these opportunities to really just sit there and eat an ice cream cone with your children. Right. You know? Right. And,
0: and I think it's twofold as a parent, as you're saying that, I'm thinking like it's twofold. One is just enjoying your time with your kids. Like you have a 16 year old now and they're not kids forever. And you probably know that way better than I do when I'm in the thick of this, like one year old, and it feels like he's going to be one always, but they're not Mm going to be young forever. And you won't always have the chance to have those experiences with them. But I think the second piece is just modeling healthy behavior, right? That healthy actually looks like both things not just sure. one and not just the other.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all gray. It's all gray. And, and I, um, I just, I wish so badly that that is just something that we could scream out to the world, you know, that people would truly hear that, that, that this whole thing it, it's not about these lists or, or what you can and can't or any of that. It, it's, um, it's about a healthy balance on your, on your plate And in your mind about how, you know, because I would imagine that my mom spent a tremendous amount of time thinking about Weight Watchers points when you could probably be spending your time, you know, reading a book or doing something that um, is not about revolving around food. So. Isn't it funny
0: that there's two of us who make our living off of talking about food mm -hmm. here together And I feel the exact same way is like my entire goal is to help people create healthy habits so that they can think about food and cooking and all of the
1: logistics less, not more. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's a process that I think that a lot of people need to go through if they're really looking to hone in and do like a one-on-one coaching program. In the beginning, I asked them to track because I want them to be really aware of the things that they're putting in their face. And then you can say like, oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't get this uh, Frappuccino. So they can kind of visually see, but there should be a point in which you are just, you're eating to enjoy food, I don't, but you can live without it. Like, I used to spend a lot of time worrying about food. Like, if there was a party to go to, I would want to know if they were going to have food. Like, if somebody had a party at 3 o'clock, I, I wanted to know, well, is there, that's a weird time. Is there going to be food? What are they going to have? Um, I, I spent a lot of time in lunchrooms, um, you know, when I used to work at a law firm and we ordered pizza and I, I would watch that last pizza pizza like like I was going to pounce it like like a tiger. You know? Yeah. Uh, I spent like I somebody eat that? I'm gonna eat that. Ugh, ugh, oh she's oh she got the one I wanted. Or you pick it looking at the donuts. So there's so much anxiety that can be wrapped around food when when you obsess in that way. And I think the lifestyle that you and I lead while we talk about food all day, just like you're saying, we're really, you know, talking about getting it done so it doesn't ruin your life. You know, it doesn't take control.
0: Yeah, that it's not in control. And I I think that that actually takes quite a bit of work though, right? Like it takes a lot of internal work, but it also takes really practical work. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I love about your approach is just the way that you talk about keeping it really simple when it comes to meal planning and shopping and making choices. And being that you have five kids with different dietary needs in your house, which is something Emily and I talk a lot about, I would just love to hear like, how do you make healthy eating happen for your family? Like what does a week of shopping look like? Uh, what are some of the processes that you put in place to really bring this idea into action in your daily life?
1: Sure. So I, um, so part of my business is I p- provide my clients with meal prep guides. Um, and it has a shopping list, photos, instructions, and everything they need to create like about a week's worth of food. My own home looks almost identical to that. So oh. I create my shopping list. I break it down into sections in the grocery store to make it more convenient. Um, and I, I will shop. I've been getting in the habit of shopping on the weekends, which I don't know why I do that. I work from home. I, should I know it's the worst time. <laughs> I know. But so I do just like I practice what I preach is what I'm getting at. Um, so like Sunday, I meal prep. Um, now my husband will take his breakfast and lunch. So I prep his meals. A lot of times I prep my lunch, um, as well. And then I might make like the kids, if they're in school, I might make like a big pasta salad with a bunch of veggies and like a homemade Italian dressing so that I can just scoop that. So they're not eating like a sandwich every day. Yeah. Um, and, and then I, I like to partially prepare Things for earlier in the week. So if I know, like, on Monday night we're going to have chicken tacos, then I might make a whole bunch of chicken taco meat on Sunday. So on Monday, when I'm real busy with work, I just heat up tortillas, chop the veggies, you know, heat up the chicken. We're good to go. Totally. Yeah. So like, yeah. I I really handle the breakfast lunch situation, but dinner I like to make usually fresh that night or like. I'm using leftovers a lot.
0: Nice. So I have some questions about your breakfasts and lunches. What what kinds of things would typically be on the menu for breakfast and lunch? And do you eat the same thing over and over again? Or do you try and infuse some variety into your plan for yourself as well?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. So um, I, my husband is, I know we're talking breakfast, but my husband's strange. He likes the same lunch every single day, which is chicken and, peppers with my taco seasoning and, and rice. He just loves it. He eats it constantly. Um, I tend to get like in these weird habits. Um, I was, I've never had locks before. Okay. And then I just decided that I needed to eat that. And so there was like weeks at a time that I was figuring out which ways I could put that on Ezekiel bread, with (laughs) poached eggs. So usually for me, because like when the kids are in school, I take them to school and then I have my breakfast, which is kind of like my fancy meal. Yeah, Because that helps me set my intention for the day. So it's usually something really pretty. Um, you know, some, some, it's definitely going to have avocado toast involved. Oh, that's for sure.
0: By the <laughs> way, did you see my shirt? <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah, it says avocado toast. For those of you not watching on video, I have an avocado toast shirt on. It's that is so funny. That's my I... favorite new purchase. And yes, always avocado. And you're just painting a picture for my dream life once my kids are in school, which I'm not wishing them away to school. But I definitely like have fallen into the habit of like eating leftover bagels from my kids. Mm-hmm. And I love this idea of sort of nourishing yourself and on this meal where you are really like fueling yourself for the day. And only worrying about yourself in the case where your kids are already at school that you're like taking the time and energy and thought to really eat and enjoy what it is that you want i think that's just such a great example of what you were talking about earlier
1: yeah that's part of the process i needed to learn was that i was always putting everyone else first mm-hmm. and i and i really viewed doing things like that as selfish like because my children are just creating their own breakfast which by the way uh, a home that, that when you cook a lot in a home, you raise children that do. So my, my children, um, you know, my 13 year old and my 11 year old um, that are with us all the time, they, they cook eggs. They, they do the whole thing. They're amazing.
0: So they make their own breakfast.
1: Yeah. A lot of times they do.
0: And do they clean up after
1: themselves? No, never. No. They don't
0: they. set realistic expectations in my head, no. but they do know how to cook their own things. And I know that listeners will have a lot of questions about it because it's something we talk a lot about with younger kids is how I involve my kiddos in the actual cooking process. But for your kids, did you take time to specifically teach them how to cook? Or do you feel like it's been kind of by the osmosis of watching you do it that they have taken some of that on?
1: Well, I think that by watching my passion for eating fresh, healthy food, that has sparked their interest to wanting to learn. I have, I mean, I have fond memories of my dad teaching me how to properly use a knife, uh, though I've had to learn some of that from you.
0: <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm happy to just refine a little bit, but I'm sure your dad's <laughs> teaching, carry on, is yeah. like really important through your life, right? Because you can't cook fresh food if you don't know how to cut it. That's just. Yeah.
1: That. And also I remember my mom kind of yelling at him for allowing me to use the sharp knife, but, and he would say what he would say, well, the sharper knife is actually safer True. than using the dull knife that we had. And so, um, but you know, he just really taught me how to be really smart about it. And so I, I taught my kids that, and, uh, they're very creative. So they like to come up with their own recipes as well. But, but realistically though, I mean, like it's not, I'm not painting this beautiful image of like every day my kids are making omelets. I mean, there are days they're eating cereal. Yeah. You know, that's, it's life. We, but we use almond milk and I like to buy healthier cereals though. They, that's not what they want, but that's what they get. So.
0: (laughs) And that's an interesting thing is they're old enough now to make some of their own choices or at least to have their own desires. Mm -hmm. Right. Like Emily and I have talked a lot about this. We're still very much in the phase where like our kids are learning to make healthy choices, but nonetheless, like they choose what's in the house and then they might see other things at birthday parties and make, they make their choices accordingly. But you're sort of at the phase where they have like seen everything, right? And they can ask for it and they have that on their mind. So how do you navigate helping them make healthier choices with the abundance of options that exist, especially in like a
1: teenage life? um so here's a perfect example my husband uh so I never recommend (laughs) this is so sexist I never recommend letting your husband do the grocery shopping no it's true
0: I'm sorry it's true and okay (laughs) let me step it back because we do have some dads including my husband who listens I love you honey but here here's what I have to say about that you need to have one main shopper in your house. And so maybe it is the dad in some houses, but it's always dangerous when the like non-dominant, like the non-main shopper goes shopping because I have like a budget and a plan and the things I always get. And whenever my husband so kindly tries to get things for us to help me out and to, to be an additional, we try not to use the words like help me out because it's like,
1: it's everybody's
0: job but we get it <laughs> um but it is essentially helping me out because i do most of the food stuff that's just the role i've taken on because it's what i love um i'm like wh- now i have like this jar of this peanut butter that i wouldn't normally buy that i feel bad getting rid of but i don't really want the one with the oil in it or you know whatever it is or like you know he comes home with the costco size box of goldfish and i'm like uh-huh oh, these for the next let's be honest, like two weeks. Until it's- yeah, I, know. I just don't even want it here. Okay. So don't, you don't let your husband shop.
1: Well, he, well, like, so he went the other day and he picked up like Oscar Mayer hot dogs and the white hot dog buns because he was grilling. And I was just like, Ugh. but here's what it looks like in the Rhonda house. <laughs> we, get, we get hot dogs. I just, I like to buy the hot dogs. Without the nitrates, right? Without, without the garbage, you know? So yes, we eat hot dogs, we eat hot dogs all the time. So that whole, your idea of the good, better, best, um, that's what it looks like in our house. But I'll say to my son, and this is what we're, originally we were talking about this. My son had an Oscar Mayer hot dog and then we had, we're remodeling, um, we're putting in new floors. So we ordered um, Portillo's, which is a hot dog place by oh, us. Oh yeah, I remember that from Chicago. Yes. The best. But that day, my son had three hot dogs. And he, he said, the next time you go to the grocery store, will you get more hot dogs? And I was like, dude, you just ate three hot dogs. <laughs> so, so what I do is I just, I will get them the hot dogs, but I'm going to get them the healthier ones. And then I also, I, I take a look at their plate that they create because they're responsible for their lunches during the summer. Got I, it. I, I put the healthy food in the house. But what, so I'll just look at it and I'll say, you know what, Virginia is my daughter. Uh, you need to have some fruit or something like that. Whatever it is, I don't care. You yeah. know, um, and they'll they'll might pull out, uh, you know, some fruit or like some bell peppers, yeah. you know, like the mini ones. Um, but that's how I handle that. Like you, I let them nothing is off limits as long as we're balancing that. I love that. And not eating 13 hot dogs in a week. Totally. And that's
0: something <laughs> I think a lot, about, a lot about with my kids. Because I'm obviously controlling what goes on their plate on sure. that stage. But I love this like next step idea of I'm controlling what's in the house. So I'm still controlling like the, the range of your choices. But you are controlling your plate. And yet, to live a healthy life and be healthy people, which is a skill I want to teach you as you become an adult... I'm going to still push you to like expand the things that you include right beyond what a kid might normally include for themselves.
1: Yeah. Because I don't think it's, un- I, I don't think what is, you know, what is more unhealthy that you go to a, uh you you go to a baseball game and you eat nothing there because the popcorn is in that hydrogenated oil and, and you don't let your kids eat hot dogs and they don't drink soda, you know? And so you go to this game and you, and you, you don't, it's, you don't do any, you don't eat anything, you know, or you, you eat all that stuff, you know, and, and, and you eat the nachos. And eat, like I just, there has to be a balance. And I think sometimes people put too much value on the balance being um, like too much value on eating really well healthy food. And it's just as important to your mind to be really healthy about food. Mm. Yeah. We don't need to obsess about all that stuff.
0: Right. Right. Especially in the absence of like, you know, medically required choices. Sure, It's like beyond that, how do you exist as a human being in this world, having like the full breadth of experiences as a human being in this world? Yeah. And yeah. And for better or worse, food is a huge part of that. I think for better, but you know, it has its downsides too.
1: Yeah. But again, that all goes back to just balance. And it's balance of what we put in our bodies, it's balance about how we think about food. You know, um, I, I like to I, I like to look at, if I eat healthier food, I feel better, but also I get a lot more food. <laughs> totally. <Isn't fun? laughs> Twins in another
0: life. I, I am all about more food. I'm like, if I eat a big salad, then I get a lot of food. And if I yeah. eat like a hot dog on a bun, then I'm just going to have one of them. And I'm probably still going to be hungry because I like yeah. high volume eating and plants just have less calories than Yeah.
1: And you feel better and you feel better too. So like, I'm not saying that, you know, that we're always eating nachos from a ballpark, but, but I'm saying that I'm not going to have any anxiety about eating that, that cheese stuff. It's, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's the way I look at it. There's
0: people that (laughs) had ballpark nachos just two days ago. Nice. Did you put the jalapenos on them? There were jalapenos and it's Seattle nachos, like Seattle Ballpark Nachos, which I find like on the West Coast. In my experience of going to baseball games, we have like upgraded food. So first of all, they cost like fifteen dollars. Second of all, it was some sort of like white nacho cheese that I think was like not quite the normal neon orange nacho cheese, and it tasted a little bit better. But um, I found that in San Francisco too, they like try and fancy it up, which sometimes means it's a little bit more real, but it's the like you know ballpark food.
1: Yeah, not, I don't know. Uh, we have, I do, and this is a whole other episode, but I do see some really nice changes in, in, in stadiums and all of that. Like airports too. Yeah. So nice. There's a lot, I really do see a big shift in, in, in the way that we think about food. And it's, it's, it's really, um, it's, it's the fuel that runs this machine that we have. Yeah. You know, and and it's nice. It's nice to see that. um, It's nice to see some of those options at least.
0: (laughs) Yeah. One of the things I've been trying to capture as I'm like out shopping is I was just at Costco the other day and it's like, there are so many great options out there that you don't even have to do any work for. It's like, paleo pancake mix, if that's your thing and it's there and you just add water and an egg to it and you're done. The birch blender or whatever.
1: (laughs) It's good, right?
0: Yeah, it is good. (laughs) Um, And it's so awesome to have all of these choices. So as we move towards wrapping up, I would love to hear if there are some products, like some healthier products that you just love that we should take a look out for when we're at the store next.
1: Okay. So do they have to be food or do they have, can they be food preparation thing? Yeah. Food, food, prep, whatever. whatever. Because I will tell you, I, 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 my whole thing is if somebody would just stay away from packaged food, you, you'd be better off, but yeah. then you got to figure out a way to make it healthy. And I, I mean, the way to make it taste good. Um, my, I am all about the spiralizer. Yes. Um, I had a little handheld one um, that I didn't really enjoy. I should send you an image of this $15 one I got off of Amazon. Um, but I, I encourage everyone to create noodles out of any vegetable you can get your hands on. I'm really enjoying that, the simplicity of that. Um, that's one thing I would say.
0: Well, I'll definitely include a link to that in the show notes. I'll get it from you. But what is your favorite vegetable to will spiralize at this moment?
1: I'm using zucchini a lot. Yeah. But that's what is in the season. Um, but I, I see the prepackaged uh, for convenience, those noodles like that. And they're just not fresh, but. Um, You know what
0: though? They have them at Costco now and they actually have like a pretty incredible way of keeping them fresh. And I feel the same way about the cauliflower rice is for a long time you were having to rice it yourself, but I actually prefer the frozen cauliflower rice that you can find at places like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and Costco and gosh, even I think Green Giant makes them now. So uh I feel like that's one of the places that we really see um, people's focus on eating healthier foods, bringing along the food industry to, even if it's packaged, help us give, help give us more fresh, healthy choices?
1: Yeah. You know, and I, I think anyone should, needs to go to Costco because you can get, God, you can, you can hear that Chicago accent in Costco. <laughs> when you, woo, sorry. <laughs> so um, like the almond butter. So the things that you know are healthy, Um, just, just because it's healthy doesn't mean you should eat 20 pounds of it. But when you can find healthy food in a, in a large quantities like Costco, I, I love that. So I love Costco. They have great trail mix. Um, the almond butter stuff like that is, is good, but you're, you're a Costco fan too. Yeah. So those those are my things that and quality cheese. Like if you're going to eat cheese then eat really good cheese and have just a tiny bit of it.
0: I totally agree thing. with you. I think like, if anyone listening has ever tried those like fat-free cheeses like you actually have to use a ton of it because it's a weird texture and it doesn't have any flavor and for my money i would rather take some super high quality feta and crumble a little bit over a salad and like stir it in and call it done right so you get the flavor of the cheese but you're not getting all like the calories and the fat and everything loading up on it just trying to taste
1: it and guess what we're twinsies we put cheese on our watermelon I saw you had and I was like oh my gosh we do the same thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> I posted and Melissa has posted in the past about this watermelon feta salad which like as we go into summer is just that's where it's at
1: yes yes the saltiness
0: of the cheese so what is your um biggest weakness when it comes to food
1: oh okay so um I always ask this question in my group: of What uh, to new people? What is the one thing you would bring to a deserted island? If okay. like we're going to have a potluck on our island together, and mine is caramel corn cheese corn mix, which okay. is called Ch- Chicago mix. Um, my dad owned uh, popcorn and candy stores as a little girl. Oh, and yeah, that's. That didn't help my obesity issue. <laughs> so I think to me, uh, caramel corn, cheese, corn mix is like my
0: kryptonite. Do you know my son just had this for the first time, the four-year-old? And he was just asking the other day, I said, what do you want for your birthday, Gavin? And he was like, I want some of that popcorn that Gigi and yeah. Poppy had, which is was sent to us by his other grandma and grandpa. And he just was like all about the cheese, caramel corn. So, so I love my-
1: that. I so good. And, uh, and side note, d- don't buy the big bag from Costco because you will just be hating yourself in the morning. <laughs> it's so huge. It's so
0: good though. I do That's think it. that there's something there to be said about not, I talk about this often is like, how can you think of ways to not have to exercise your self-control all the time? So sure. with those things that are my weaknesses, like Goldfish are definitely one of my weaknesses. They're just so- <laughs> you want that big thing. <laughs> it's why I get mad when they're in the house because I don't want to have to exercise <laughs> self-control all the time. If it's not there, I don't have to think about it. But I'm totally happy to like buy a bag of goldfish or a bag of popcorn when we're out doing something fun and enjoy it there. I just think that there is like a mental energy that goes to the things in your house that if you exercise it too often, it just gets fatigued like any other muscle you have.
1: Yeah. Why not just this? Oh, wow. That's so, that's so bright. Yeah. Um, and I have that issue because my husband can eat whatever he wants. My and yeah. And so he has like, we used to, he, we have drawers under our bed and then he, he keeps cupcakes in there. <laughs> we, we call them his bed cupcakes, <laughs> but I, because they're in the drawer because he had the box next to the bed and I, and like, he likes to snack while we're in bed at night because, you know, his <laughs> metabolism and, and I'm, I don't want to look at those things when I'm going to bed with a cup of hot tea. So I make him, like, hide them.
0: I have so many questions for him about this. <laughs> I won't burden you
1: with them. <laughs> you don't know about bed cupcakes?
0: <laughs> I, I've never heard of bed cupcakes. My husband also has a high metabolism, but he just, you know, that's why he keeps the goldfish because it's like something easy. I don't know if your husband has this, but like, we'll have a bunch of fresh food in the house. And it's like, he can't see that we have food because it's not food in food form yet. Like it's, yes, it's like the ingredients for shrimp fajitas, but to him, that means we have no food. The,
1: you know, that is just that boy, they really are the same, aren't they? The other thing you need
0: too, which is so funny. Oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> but, you know, that's why I like to partially prep for the week as well. You know, like I'll do it in shifts because because then if something's, if I'm running late, he can see that they're shredded chicken taco meat. Mm-hmm. That he can turn into a taco because it's only one step away from taco But But if it was chicken in the fridge raw chicken, we'd have issues.
0: <laughs> uh, now I need a shirt that says one step away from taco dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. But so how does he know that the chicken is there to be shredded? Like, what's your system? Because I know people want to know this question of like, how can I get help from my partner, my non-cooking partner, because it's all on me?
1: Oh, yeah. You would have to make it as easy as possible. Um, I... You know, it's so funny. This could go a really dark place, but I kind of treat it like I used to treat it like if I was going to have a babysitter. How would I handle letting her, it, like setting this up for her mm-hmm. so that it's streamlined? And I kind of do that for my husband. Yeah. So, um, but I, you know, some of it is like I don't even think about it. But there's a shelves in the refrigerator, so the top shelf is his meal prep meals. Um, the middle shelf are my meal prep meals and random things. And then the bottom shelf is going, is like prepared things that we'll be eating together as a family, uh, during the week at some point.
0: I love that and I just love the point of like thinking about it babysitter or whomever as someone who doesn't live in your house because the truth is your husband doesn't know any more about what you've done in the kitchen than someone who doesn't live in the house right or your non-cooking partner I hate always saying husband because I know that there are dads who do the cooking yeah
1: absolutely but But, right like I don't know what he's doing um you know in the backyard I'm not going to just start like planting
0: things no idea what's happening in our garage yeah
1: right Right. So so we go and we giggle, um, but it's all in good fun. But we do know that like there's things that our partners do that we are not skilled nor educated at. So, oh, so
0: many things. Yeah. <laughs> and this is so incredibly long. We just happen to eat every day. So that is top of my mind. Right. Yeah. But- Gosh, he does so many things around the house. So I would love to wrap up with you because there are like a billion trillion things that we're not going to be able to dive into here today just based on time. But I would love it if you could tell folks a little bit about where they can find you, find out more about the work that you do and um, just connect further if they have any questions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my favorite place to just hang out is in my Facebook group. And you can find that at the honest way and it's W E I G H like you weigh yourself or weigh food. So the honest forward slash hang like hang out. Yeah. Um, and that will bring you right to my Facebook group because I love to, I love the community of Facebook and it allows me and anybody in that group to kind of share recipes or share ideas. Um, in a really easy way. So that's where I spend all my
0: time. I love it. Well, I'll include a link to that in the show notes, but honestway.com slash hang Mm -hmm. is where they can find you. And um, is there sort of like an ideal person that you work with so that if we have listeners of of different sorts on here, they know, like would they be a good fit for Melissa?
1: Yeah. So I, I usually work with busy women um, that are just, they aren't going to spend tons of time in the kitchen and they just want something delicious, but very simple. So if that sounds like you, then you've got to get in on that group.
0: Cool. And then if, they have any, if they have any questions, if they want to dig more into any of the things that you shared here today, getting, get jumping into your group and asking those there would be the right place to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for joining me. I just continue to have a blast every time that we get to collaborate. <laughs> yeah. and I know that our podcast listeners are just going to identify so much with your own personal journey, with the strategies and tips that you shared around feeding your family well. And I would say just like this bigger idea around giving yourself grace, because I yeah. think Anyone who's listening could use a dose of grace today. So so we got that
1: here. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Thank you for listening.